Today's episode of Lockdown Eagles is brought to you by Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season has been different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com today to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Eagles fans? Welcome into the Lockdown Eagles podcast, your daily podcast. I'm a Philadelphia Eagles, as always, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team. Every day, Louis DiBiase joining you on this early Monday edition of the show, and we are getting you ready for the Eagles' Monday night football battle tonight against the Seattle Seahawks, a team that the Eagles really can never beat. They have never beat Russell Wilson in his career with the Seahawks. They have not beat the Seahawks in general in over a decade so, you know, considering the state of the team right now in 2020, at what three six and one, um, or are they three seven and one? Have I, have I already kind of given up on the Eagles' record where I'm just totally forgetting about it? They are three six and one. That's correct. Um, considering the state of this team right now, and considering they just cannot beat Russell Wilson and the Seahawks ever, I'm not feeling good about the game today, and I'm really more focused on the long-term picture still here, um, and I'm looking at the Eagles who right now would have the sixth overall draft pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. And I'm kind of mulling, going back and forth again with this whole concept of do we want to even fight for the playoffs anymore or do we want a high draft pick? And I've kind of come to the terms where I would rather have the top draft pick, but at the same time, I want Carson Wentz to still get better this year and I want him to save his job. So if there's a way where the Eagles can kind of lose and embrace the tank a little bit, but at the same time, Wentz improves, that's kind of the best of both worlds for me right now. But I I have, there's been very few games in my life as an Eagles fan where I've gone in with just zero confidence that they can win a football game. I think 2015 against the New England Patriots was one of them. Um, I would say basically any time they went to Seattle when the Legion of Boom was still a thing with the Seahawks, um, even in 2014 when they were 9-3 and and they played the Seahawks, I had no doubt that Mark Sanchez was not going to be able to beat that team. And so tonight is another one of those times where Russell Wilson comes in as maybe the MVP favorite in 2020, and you see that red-hot Seahawks offense that's been incredible this year, and despite a defense that's very, very favorable, for the Eagles, because the Seahawks have the worst passing defense in the league, my confidence in this team is still in the absolute gutter. And a lot of it's on Carson Wentz. Again, we've been playing the blame game in Philadelphia for weeks now, for months. A lot of it's on Doug Peterson. But again, as I talked about on the podcast last week, I found myself on Sunday being so freaking mad at Howie Roseman. I am so mad at him again. Every time I watch football that's not Eagles football, I am pissed off at Howie Roseman. I have to watch Jeremy Chin absolute dominate, absolutely dominate for the Carolina Panthers, scoring, what, two touchdowns yesterday? A guy the Eagles were going to take in the second round instead of a backup quarterback in Jalen Hurts that supposedly it looks like has broken the Eagles franchise quarterback in Carson Wentz. I have to see Justin Jefferson dominate. And I didn't like Justin Jefferson. You guys know that, but 
it's not my job to get the right call. It's Howie Roseman's, and he should have took Justin Jefferson. Now it looks like that. Of course, hindsight is twenty twenty, but it's just there's too many stars I'm watching across the league. Jeremy Chin, Justin Jefferson, probably tonight DK Metcalf. While J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is on another planet, while Jalen Hurts is on the sidelines, while Jalen Rager is not being properly utilized, and every time I try to watch the NFL, I'm watching Razul Douglas as well play really well with the Carolina Panthers, I'm just finding myself pissed off at Howie, and I have to just sit there and let it happen to me and think about all these stars that aren't helping the Eagles right now. Instead, they're helping other teams, and the Eagles' alternative draft picks, instead of these guys, are doing nothing for your football team. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is doing nothing for this team, while D.K. Metcalf is probably a top-five receiver in football, as is maybe you know top-10 at this point, top-15, Justin Jefferson. And I'm watching Jeremy Chin become one of the best multidimensional defensive weapons in football through only 11 games. And I'm watching Jalen Hurts on the sidelines, and I'm watching him in his presence be a massive distraction to your once elite quarterback that now appears absolutely broken. And yes, again, the state of the Eagles right now, it's not just on Howie. It's on Carson, it's on Doug, it's on injuries, it's on Jeffrey Lurie, it's on Jim Schwartz, it's on a lot of people. This is a team effort. And I'm all for Wentz and Doug criticism. They deserve it, and I'm not opposed to eventually moving on from them. But I can't help but continue to be more mad at Howie Roseman more than anybody. And it's hard not to see his screw-ups directly affecting both Carson and Doug. And you saw that again on Sunday with all these star rookie and second-round players dominating. It's going to be tough again to me to watch DK Metcalf today. I know, obviously, the Eagles have Darius Slay, and he's a true CB1 that should be able to limit Metcalf. But you watch how good Metcalf's been, Jefferson, uh, Jeremy Chin, and you just see what the Eagles are not getting from their draft picks over the past couple years. And you see Carson Wentz struggling, and Jalen Hurts' presence clearly affecting him. And you see Doug Peterson have limited or no control over his own coaching staff and his own personnel when it comes to his roster because Howie Roseman is just, he always has his hands on things, and Doug feels, I, I think, powerless. That's why you saw the report this week that he might be okay with getting fired. I would, too, when you're a Super Bowl-winning head coach and you're constantly being babysat by your GM, who's shown he can't really do his own job very well, and an owner in Jeffrey Lurie that's more hands-on than we think. It's hard not to feel for Wentz and Doug and totally see the pattern here and totally see the impact that Howie's screw-ups have on Carson and Doug. And that's not to relieve Carson and Doug of their own issues. We've been getting into it a lot on this podcast, but I was just thinking a lot about Howie Roseman again on Sunday, and I can't help but continue to be pissed off at him and be pissed off at the fact that if anybody's going to get fired in 2020, it's likely Doug Peterson. I even think the chances of how he, of Carson Wentz getting traded or benched is more likely than Jeffrey Lurie deciding to fire his boy in Howie Roseman. And that's extremely frustrating because, again, as we've said on this podcast before, if the Eagles were going to make a big move and change one of their you know, core pieces of this organization in Howie, Carson, or Doug, I think Howie should be the first one to go. And it's upsetting that he probably will not be. Louis DiBiase joining you on this Monday edition of Lockdown Eagles. You know, the Seattle game tonight, it kind of represents two completely different thoughts I have with the Eagles in 2020 
and long-term going forward. So I'll get into that coming up next right here on Lockdown Eagles. And guys, today's podcast is sponsored by Echelon. When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment, of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their all-new Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your home. Their world-class instructor will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes always available when you need them. Unlike their competitors, Echelon is very affordable for everybody, and one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. Right now, you can try any Echelon Fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com NFL. That's echelonfit.com NFL. Echelon Fit, the evolution of fitness. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into the Locked On Eagles podcast, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Eagles, on the birds, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day, be sure to subscribe to the podcast for four to six episodes a week. Download it into your phone on any podcast platform, and I'm always talking birds as well after the show on Twitter at DBOSSIE. I'm thinking about the Seattle game tonight, and again, I feel no confidence that the Eagles can win this game. And I'm seeing them at 3-6-1. and one. I'm seeing the Giants take sole possession of first place on Sunday at 4-7. and seven. And I don't know, my, my mind is kind of going back and forth here with... I'm, I'm feeling two different ways about the Seahawks game and just about the rest of 2020 in general. My first thought, number one, is... And you guys have heard me on the podcast say this the past couple weeks. I've been saying how it's very hard for me to move on, to want to move on from as much as I'm mad at Howie Roseman. I feel like I've seen him be a great GM in the league before. He built a Super Bowl roster not that long ago. It's really hard for me to just want to easily say, yeah, fire Doug Peterson and go hire Joe Brady when I've seen what Doug Peterson has been able to elevate over the last two years. And at in the same time, see Carson Wentz and see how four of five seasons, which is a very large sample size, he's been a top-tier quarterback, and I see, yeah, ten very terrible games, and I'm very harsh on Howie right now and Doug and Carson, but it's hard not to see the sample size and see the moments of greatness and not want to just instantly be like, yeah, you should definitely move on from these guys. And Seattle, right now, playing Seattle is kind of, it's making me think about 2019, obviously, because the Eagles played Seattle in the wild card round, and it's just hard not to think about 2019 and that run they had in the final month of the season, going 4-0, and seeing what Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz could do together when all else fails. And even just Doug, when Carson went down in that game against Seattle, they almost won that wild card game with a 40-year-old Josh McCown who had a completely torn hamstring. And so... The Seattle game is making me think back to last year and to see what Doug Peterson could do and the greatness he was showing as a head coach and as a play caller and the greatness that Carson Wentz was showing as a franchise quarterback. And I'm thinking about the game, and part of me just is dying to see that Doug Peterson again, that Carson Wentz, and show me tonight that you know Wentz is that same guy. Show me what you couldn't in the playoffs last year against Seattle because of a cheap shot from Jadavion Clowney. Show me that Jalen Hurts should not come close to touching that field outside of being in that stupid gimmicky packages that they deploy. And so I'm thinking about that and how I'm desperate 
for Carson Wentz, the old Carson Wentz to come back and the old Doug Peterson because I don't want to feel like they're broken and they can't be fixed anymore. I want to still believe that they are the guys we saw in 2017 and down the stretch in 2018 and down the stretch in 2019. And so that's part of it, right? I'm seeing Seattle and I'm thinking about 2019 and I'm hoping and praying that they can take advantage of this weak matchup against a very bad Seattle secondary because if they don't, if they don't take advantage tonight, they're, folks, they're not going to do it for the rest of the season. So part of me th- is thinking about that. But also, I'm thinking about Seattle and how they've changed over the last seven years since their Super Bowl win in 2013. And Seattle, they kind of knew when to change things up. They knew when that Super Bowl core was completely maxed out. They knew when to move on from the LOB, the Legion of Boom, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, Richard Sherman, Byron Maxwell, Brandon Browner, Cliff Averill, uh, Michael Bennett, right? They didn't stretch that core out too long. They could tell when it was over, it was time to rebuild that team younger, faster, more talented, more consistent guys that are available on the field because they dealt with, like the Eagles, a lot of injuries with those older veterans. And so they rebuilt around Russell Wilson, not wasting a lot of his prime and not breaking Russell Wilson. In Philadelphia, kind of like Seattle, it felt like that Super Bowl core in 2017 was going to last forever, but it didn't. And right now I feel like they're trying to stretch too much of that core out and it's killing your franchise quarterback. He was the one guy that you hoped was going to be the consistent factor that keeps you in contention and you trying to you know stretch out this window is actually hurting him. And Seattle knew when enough was enough, and Philadelphia really doesn't. So although I want Carson Wentz, the old Carson Wentz, to step up, and the same thing with Doug Peterson, and I'm kind of hoping still that Carson Wentz gets in the playoffs and that experience matters, and I do hope he turns it around, but at the same time, I look at Seattle and I see how they knew when not to settle just for making the playoffs. They rebuilt around Russell Wilson, and I look at the Eagles and their draft position right now. They pick, you know, sixth overall, and I kind of feel torn. Again, I want Wentz to come back and maybe save this season like he did last year, but at the same time, I would love to get a top five, top ten pick and maybe save Carson that way by drafting Jamar Chase or Devonta Smith or you know taking a legit cornerback to go opposite Darius Slay or um, you know bring in a new offensive coordinator, a new offensive mind, bring in the new version of Frank Reich, maybe a new general manager instead of Howie Roseman, maybe a new head coach. So. A part of me is hoping that Howie, Doug, and Carson find that magic again, but also I look at Seattle and see how they knew when to get ahead of things in their rebuild, and I kind of want that for the Eagles because right now it just doesn't look like they're going to reclaim that magic, and so I'm split. I kind of go back and forth. I'm kind of hoping that you get a little bit of both. I'm hoping maybe Wentz looks really good down the stretch and they still have a good draft pick that's kind of where I'm at right now and because I don't know I think making the playoffs will still maybe build some complacency within this organization and it's time for a change I don't know if that means firing Doug Peterson or Howie Roseman maybe it's just Jim Schwartz maybe it's bringing in a number two for Howie in the front office a new Joe Douglas or a new Frank Reich uh, for Doug Peterson and for Carson Wentz but you know philosophically something has to change this offseason and Again, making the playoffs would be good, and it would be good for Carson Wentz, but I'm just back to thinking about long-term what is best for this team and what is also best for Carson because I still am prioritizing Wentz and trying to fix him right now. And Seattle, I think they did really good 
when it comes to not wasting time with Russell Wilson in his prime. You know, it took some time. The, t- the roster still really isn't that talented, but they got him DK Metcalf. They got him Tyler Lockett. They changed their philosophy on offense to really be about throwing the football and having you- your games won because of Russell Wilson rather than running the football you know, 30 times a game and relying on the Legion of Boom in that defense. They let Russell Wilson be the team, and they built around him. And they knew when to do it and not just drag out that core. And Philadelphia, I think, is struggling with moving completely on and trying to reshape this roster around their quarterback. And it's really hurting their quarterback. So it's something to think about. I mean, I go back and forth. I want this to work with these guys that won a Super Bowl. But at the same time, it's hard not to see the continue, the continuation of this inconsistent play over the past couple of years and not think that major change needs to be made. Louis DiBiase joining you on today's edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. One thing I'll tell you, I think that change should not come in the form of Jalen Hurts. So I'm going to bitch about Jalen Hurts coming up on the podcast, coming up next. And guys, today's podcast is sponsored by Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar out there. 18 amazing flavors, six new ones. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. My go-to's are peanut butter brownie. I like the, I'm actually on the salted caramel kick right now, currently, and raspberry. I think raspberry is actually a low-key good combo with chocolate. Raspberry or orange are two fruits that you put with chocolate. A pretty solid damn combo. And the good thing about Built Bars, not only do they taste like a candy bar, but they're a very healthy alternative. 19 grams of protein, 180 calories in every bar, and only 5 grams of sugar and 5 grams of net carbs. A great alternative to that bag of chips you're eating, that Pop-Tart, for me that Hostess Cupcake or something like that. (laughs) Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKDOWN and you're going to get 20% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off of the best best tasting protein bar out there at BuiltBar.com. All right, Eagles fans, we're wrapping up this Monday edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. We'll be back later tonight, actually, and it'll drop for Tuesday morning on your podcast feed, a recap of the Eagles' Monday night battle against the Seattle Seahawks. Hopefully talking about a win, is that the case, or are we embracing the tank? The Eagles right now would pick number six overall in the 2021 NFL Draft. Do we want to win the NFC East and get bounced by the Saints or the Seahawks in the first round? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't look good against some of these great teams in the NFC. At the same time, I kind of want Carson Wentz to save the season and save his career and his job and get that playoff experience that we've been dying for and craving for that, you know, against the Seattle team he was supposed to get last year before You know, cheapo Jadavion Clowney took him out of the game. But at the same time, man, for Carson Wentz, wouldn't it be great to have him throwing the football to Jamar Chase? I mean, I think so. So I'm kind of going back and forth again, like I said in segment two, with uh, what the right approach is for the rest of 2020, at least for what we're rooting for as Eagles fans. One thing I'll tell you that I'm not rooting for, even with Wentz's struggles, is Jalen Hurts playing tonight a lot? You know, there was the report earlier this morning, or I should say on Sunday morning, that from Ian Rappaport that Jalen Hurts was going to see increased playing time today. Not that he was going to take over as the starter for Carson Wentz, but that there will be packages for the first time this season where Jalen Hurts is out there and Carson Wentz is not. Normally this year when Jalen Hurts plays, even if he's in the shotgun playing lined up as a quarterback, Carson Wentz splits out wide, which I think is pointless to be honest because you're playing 10 on 11. So I hate that, but at the same time, I hate this as well. I don't want Carson Wentz on the sidelines and have Hurts play your Taysom Hill role. To me, if you're going to switch to Hurts, just do it. Don't don't play games. I think this Hurts Wentz 
and it and it hurts hurts. I mean, fixing Wentz still to me should be the priority. And playing the guy that broke him, playing the guy that you selected in the second round, and to me that move being the final thing that broke Wentz in 2020, I think is really, really dumb. If you care still about getting back the old Carson Wentz, I think eventually benching him for Hurts is a really dumb move. And I think playing him on the field today without Carson is a really dumb move, unless you're giving up on Wentz. So if you were still about fixing Wentz, I'd rather cut Hurts than play him. This team taking Hurts, they underestimated the distraction that he would be, the impact that he would have on Wentz because they prioritized having a really good backup quarterback. And it's fair, Nick Foles won them a Super Bowl. Jeff Garcia in 2006 got them to the playoffs and got them to the second round when McNabb went down. And A.J. Feely earlier in the 2000s helped out tremendously. This team has always relied on backup quarterbacks. Michael Vick in 2010. Kevin Cobb was supposed to be the starter that year. Nick Foles in 2013. Michael Vick was supposed to be the starter in 2013. But I think they underestimated just what that Hurts pick would do to Wentz, would do with the media, and would do as a distraction. And so them playing Hurts today kind of pisses me off. And if they decide to start him moving forward over Wentz, it's just going to be really frustrating because, yeah, sure, you want to see maybe what else you have and try to save this season. Doug might just be desperate, um, but I'm going to be frustrated because Hurts, I, I blame Hurts. I think he's the reason that this is happening to Carson. And, you know, it's not just on him, obviously, like we've said on the show before, but you can't help but be really salty about Hurts' presence on this football team. And now him being a guy that's on the field when Wentz is not. I don't know. It just it doesn't sit right with me. And I do think it'd be very telling about how Howie Roseman feels and Jeffrey Lurie on Carson Wentz if Doug eventually is allowed to bench him for Hurts. Because, again, you know Howie, you know Lurie. They have say. Doug Peterson couldn't even decide who his own offensive coordinator was this year or wide receivers coach. And so if he is allowed to bench Wentz, I think that shows that Howie and Lurie, they're not as sold on Wentz and maybe fixing him as some people might think. So we'll continue to see how the situation transpires. I hope Hertz is only playing a few snaps tonight. I still think Wentz is your best bet moving forward at this position, but I don't know. I'd rather cut Hertz than play him. I just think if fixing Wentz is still a priority, and maybe it's not for Doug, maybe it really isn't, maybe saving his own job is the priority right now, but... If, if anybody cares about fixing Wentz still, I think playing the guy that broke his confidence this year is just a really, really stupid move, and I'm not okay with it. Louis DiBiase joining you on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. I'm going to sign off for now. I'll see you guys back here tonight on the Lockdown Eagles postgame show. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast for four to six episodes a week being downloaded into your phone. We had three last week because of Thanksgiving, but we'll get back to it this week consistently right here on Lockdown Eagles. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening, and let's go Birds.